Father, we come before the throne of grace. We thank you for this time, uh, the time of fellowship, O oh Lord. Everything that we have shared together, O oh Lord, Father, we commit it into your hands, O oh Master. Lord, we know that all our answers and our prayers are yes and amen in Christ Jesus, O oh Lord. Thank you, Lord, because in you, it's the finished work of Jesus Christ has been completed, O oh Master. Therefore, in you, Jesus, we have all our rest and all our comfort. The Holy Spirit, the Comforter, is with us and therefore comforts us regarding all things. Father, we worship you, we thank you. Lord, Father, I pray that you will give me utterance, the words of the Holy Spirit that will guide us and into all truth, O Master. Lord, don't allow any words that are not of the Holy Spirit to be spoken here, O Master. We thank you, O Master. Lord, be our teacher and our guide. We worship you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God is good. Um, I was saying that uh, the times that we are living in are very, very prophetic, right? Uh, these are the times where Joel said that before in the days of these days, the sun shall turn dark, the moon shall turn into blood, there will be pillars of smoke, and all, everybody who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And we are starting to see that, right? Even there are signs in the suns. Like this last week, uh, I think the week before last or the last week was the the biggest solar flame flare in almost uh, 20 years. And they, they saw, saw this aurora borealis lights in the North Pole. Very brilliant display. So there were signs in the suns and it's going to become more and more. Uh, and there was a solar eclipse that just happened. One of the solar eclipses that happened on the same day which happened to be the full moon uh, at the equinox, at the, as the super moon day. And it happened over the North Pole and over all the northern countries and even partially in Israel. So it's happening and then it's going to be the blood moon. We know that these blood moons are happening and it happened on the first of Nisan, the solar eclipse. It happened on the Jewish New Year, the first of Nisan, right? It's, so it's momentous because it's happening on a big feast day. It's happening on that day as a sign to the world. The Bible says and even in Israel, there's a big talk about something major is coming over Israel. And they say when there's a solar eclipse, it's a judgment of the gen of uh, it's judgment over the nations. And when there is a lunar eclipse, it is a sign to the uh, Israel. So it says there's a sign for the nations. So there is something happening, and it's fulfilling Bible prophecy. There are signs in the sun, the signs in the moon, which is happening. And, and there, that, was, there was a cow or a calf in Texas that was born with number seven. Number seven, four. right? Like the Shemitah year, yeah, like the seventh. Yes like the seven years. So this, this year is the seventh year, seventh year and next year is the year of jubilee. That means where the land, the jubilee is the year where everything restores back to the owner. Everything restores. Like we are a slave, the slave is free to go. Jubilee year is the year where the land returns back to his rightful owner. So it's almost like the, the earth is going to go back to his rightful owner, uh, the, the Lord of Lords. So everything is happening in 2000. 15, almost everything. Next year is the year of Jubilee. So there are signs happening. And the Bible says when these things begin to happen, lift up your heads for your redemption draws near because great wrath is coming. The wrath of the, not of God, the wrath of Satan because he knows that his time is short. And then God is going to pour out the wrath on the nations finally when the church is redeemed completely. So there is things happening to and we are in momentous times. Sometimes when, when these things are happening, we don't realize it, right? It's happening. It's happening. And in the same year, Israel just got elections. 
and Netanyahu got re-elected and there is a, all of the nations including US is now against Israel after the elections. They are saying that you know we are not going to support Israel in the United Nations. For the first time US is saying that. US always supported Israel in the United Nations. Obama and his administration right now saying that we will not support. For the first time. Exactly as the Bible prophesies, in all the nations will turn against Israel and Jerusalem will be a, become a cup of, uh, a uh, cup of trembling uh, uh, and it's going to, and it will be a heavy stone that anybody who tries to pull away will be cut into pieces. So man, things are happening. And we have taken this uh, session on prophetic events last year when things were starting to happen. We are in it. It's all happening. Everything is happening on schedule. The nations. The Bible says in Joel that there will be blood on earth, signs in the sky, blood on earth. Isis, the blood that has been flown, you have never seen blood like that ever. In fact, they have made videos of Christians being beheaded with the ocean filled with the blood. Uh, that's how they showed when they come, slaughtered 21 Christians and they showed a video of the blood, the ocean, they on a beach and they showed the blood, ocean was full of the blood. Of, and they said the blood of Christians will be shed and and they're waiting for their Messiah they're waiting for their uh, Mahdi which is a type of Antichrist which is coming so even their even their scriptures are waiting for the Antichrist for their Mahdi which is the Antichrist which everybody knows I mean if you compare it the Antichrist fulfills all the uh, characteristics of, of in Islam so it's amazing a lot of things are happening but Lift up and guess what? So I was wondering, Lord, where is pillars of smoke? Because I saw blood on the earth, I saw signs in the sun, signs in the moon, which is the blood moon is coming, and there's going to be pillars of smoke. So my, my son, yeah, so my son goes to Costa Rica and his flight gets delayed because the volcano erupts there after 20 years. So I was like, and God was telling me just yesterday, he said, Anil, so what about the Costa Rica? And guess what? I was looking at the pictures of that. And the volcanoes were looking, when they erupted, it was like pillars of smoke. All it was just pillars of smoke. And guess what? Just after the Costa Rica volcano erupted, this week, this week, Chile, the biggest volcano, started erupting. So pillars, so we have pillars of smoke happening. We have uh, uh, blood bones happening. We have signs in the sun happening. We have on the earth turmoil of nations happening because nations are all the nations around Israel is all in turmoil. <laughs> Arabs being just there's just chaos out there and blood on the earth. And the Bible says when these things begin to happen, lift up your heads for your redemption. He's talking about the church is nigh. So any time you might hear the trumpet, any time you will hear Christ, and you're like, seriously, it's that close. It it is as close when Jesus came the first time. People were very happy, you know, their temple was built, people were going about their business, the Roman Empire was very prosperous, economy was doing well, and Jesus came in Nazareth and everybody just missed him completely. In the second time, it's going to be very similar. He will come when everything looks hunky-dory, when the world is, you know, is all. And, and the Bible says they will be eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage because everything will look as if nothing is amiss. But for the ones who can see what's going on, like we can see what's going on, these signs, oh my, it's incredible. 
So be ready in your, in, your, in your spirit, right? Just be ready. That's why I'm saying in the last days, anybody who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. There's a huge turmoil that's going to happen. It's going to happen. But don't worry. When these things begin to happen, Jesus said, when begin to happen, when these signs begin to happen, your redemption draws nigh. The Bible says, after two days, on the third day, he revived us. 2,000 years is over. We are in the beginning, early on the third day. Early on the third day. Go back and check the Bible. Many times the Bible says, early on the third day. Early on the third day. So we are early on the third day. 2,000 years has passed. Two days is just like 1,000 years. We are on the third day, early. Isn't it? Not on the first day, early. We are very early on the first day. When, was, when, when did Jesus resurrect? On the third day, early. Right? Science, just as Jesus resurrected, we are going to be resurrected also. Amen? I'm missing something there. 2000, say that again. 2000 years since Jesus since came. Jesus came. So one day is like a thousand years. So two days are already over. So we are early on the third day. So third day has started, right? Started. So we are just in the beginning. Early. Okay. Okay. So we are early. So in the morning of the third day is when it's prophesied. Our redemption is happening. Right? Because God has put these parables in the Bible all through. Early on the third day, third day, third day, third day, third day. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will revive us. All, all across. You'll, you'll see. And we'll take a session one day on that. It's powerful. So God is, we are very close. We are very close. So when these things begin to happen, lift up your heads for your redemption draws nigh. Redemption draws nigh. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's gonna, you're going to start to see things happen faster. So, it's excited. But it is 6.15 and we have a message to take. <laughs> during those days of the early persecution days he said he was unmarried let him stay unmarried because of the distress of these times because there is going to be great distress in the land and that time he says just, just stay in whichever whatever state you are called stay in it because Jesus is going to come no? so anyway so that is for you so there is a decision to be made this is a powerful message today really powerful Really powerful message. It's powerful. I mean, just got this revelation a week back. So I think we should do it, right? What do you say? Yes. Let's do it. Yes. We have nothing major important to go. If Jesus is coming, as well as enjoy his word and, and go while we are listening, right? Hallelujah. We can watch online. It's not about that. Yeah. It's a powerful word. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Lord. The title of the message is His Name, His Game. His Name, His Game. I want you to go to Hebrews chapter 11. And, and everybody needs to have Bibles because we're going to do a little bit of scripture reading because you'll love it when you'll see it in the scripture with your own eyes. Hebrews chapter 11 verses 20. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 20. 
Uh, you know Hebrews chapter 11 is a faith chapter, right? By faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. Okay? So now, let's do that. Auntie, do you need a Bible? No, I don't. I can get it. In the drawer. Okay. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 20. Let's read that. So let's read verse 20 again. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. Of all the things that is mentioned about Isaac, I mean, he did all kinds of things and uh, even Jacob, all kinds of things. The, the Hebrew writer, which is Paul, uh, says that of all the things the Holy Spirit wants us to think about, about that person is what? That he blessed. Of all the things. Not that he lay on the altar. Or he, Jacob did that. Or Jacob did that. He wrestled with God or anything. He said, the, of all the things he said was, verse 20, by faith, by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob. And Esau concerning things to come. Wow. What was so incredible about that blessing that the Holy Spirit says of all the things, like this is a faith chapter. He's talking about by faith the walls came down. By faith Moses went into the Red Sea. By faith he did that offer. When it comes to Isaac, he says, by faith Isaac blessed Esau, Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. So there is something very powerful about the blessing of Isaac. See the blessing of Isaac. Blessing. Something very powerful about the blessing of Isaac that was faith filled. Of all the things in his life that the Holy Spirit says that marks faith that he blessed Jacob. Wow, what is so powerful about that verse? About that needs so much faith and that God, the Holy Spirit exalts and brings us to our remembrance. So let's go back and read. We will be blown away by the blessing of Isaac. Let's go to Genesis chapter 27. Genesis chapter 27. And you're going to stay on this chapter because this chapter is is meat indeed. And it's when, when I studied this chapter a long time back and I was like, I mean, it's an interesting story, but why would the Holy Spirit spend so much time on a blessing? I mean, it's a lot of, lot of verses, one full chapter about the blessing of Jacob and Esau. The whole chapter is about blessing. I mean, I mean we have heard the words that God, even God, when he blessed Adam, is like, be blessed and be fruitful. Right? One verse, two verses, that's it. This, the Holy Spirit has put the whole, God put a whole chapter on the blessing of Isaac and Jacob. So there is something more than just a family strife soap opera story. You know the story, right? About he comes dressed as Esau and takes the blessing. There's something more. There's something more. But and he says, Isaac, blessed by faith. Now let's read this passage, okay? Now it came to pass, Isaac was old, and his eyes were so dim 
that he could not see and he called Esau his oldest son and said to him my son and he answered him and said here I am and he said behold now I am old I do not know the day of my death now therefore take your weapons your quiver and your bow bow and go out into the field and hunt game for me say game game for me and make me some savory food such as I love and bring it to me that I might eat and my soul may bless you before I die. Now listen, now look at all the participants in the story, right? So number one, who is in the picture? Isaac, right? Isaac, right? Second, look at the next character in the picture. Who is this? Now, and I want you to listen. You will love this. You will love this after the, after the, what the Holy Spirit is going to give revelation. You're going to love the role of things that you're going to hear of what God does in our lives is incredible. When I saw this, I was like jumping. <laughs> Lord, what is this, Lord? This is a parable. This is a parable. This is not, it's not just a real story. It's a parable of things concerning things to come. Are you excited? Are you all ready? Okay. Now, Rebecca, second character. Now, Rebecca was, what was she doing? Listening. Say listening. She was listening when Isaac spoke. So who is listening when Isaac spoke? Rebecca was listening. Just remember this at the back of your mind. Rebecca listened when Isaac spoke. Right? Okay, listen. Good for that. Then what did Rebecca do? Spoke to Esau. Rebecca listened to Isaac speaking to whom? Esau, his son. So who is speaking to whom? Isaac is speaking to his son, Esau. And who is listening? Rebecca is listening. Right? Very interesting. Then Esau went out to the field to hunt game. Say game. 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 I mean, there's, a, there's an emphasis on the word game here. Here is Isaac telling Esau, get me game. Get me the game. It's like a real man telling to another man, young grown-up man, get me game. That means get me the work of your hands. Get game. Get game. Go and get it done. You know, don't just get me from Walmart, right? Don't just go and get from Costco. Don't just buy stuff. Go and get game. Means that means what? You go chase, hunt it down, and get it for me. What does he? What does Esau want? Is he just interested in the fact that he wants good food? No, he wants the work of his hands. He wants Esau's work of his hands. He wants the food, the work that Esau did. Man, the guy went out, went into the field, hunted the. Go down and got it for me. I want to taste that. Hallelujah. He's, Isaac is very clear. I want game. Say game. Game. Okay. So Esau went to the field to hunt game and to bring it. So he went, right? So he leaves the father, goes out to hunt game. Now Rebecca spoke to Jacob, her son, saying, Indeed, I heard your father speak to Esau, your brother, saying, Bring me game. And make savory food for me that I might eat it and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. Now therefore, verse 8. Now look at what Rebecca is saying. Mark the words, right? Therefore, my son, obey my voice. Say, obey my voice. So, Rebecca is saying, obey my voice according to what I command you. Listen to this. Go now to the flock and bring for me from there two choice kids of the goats. And I, who will make? I will make savory food from them for your father, such as he loves. 
Okay, I think you're like catching on. You're like getting there. You're like getting there. Okay, let's wait there. Don't jump. Don't jump. Don't jump. Okay, you all guys are sanctified minds. You're, I, I don't think I need to preach after some time, right? You know? Then, so she said, I will make, you go and get the goats, I will make the food, right? What your father likes, then you shall take it. What is, then what are you supposed to do? You take it to your father that he may eat it, that he may bless you before his death. So then Jacob, now look at Jacob. Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, saying, look, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man. <laughs> He's a hairy man. It's a powerful play on words on the word hair in the Hebrew. Powerful, powerful play. Okay. And I am a smooth skinned man. I am a smooth man. Smooth. Smooth. My skin is smooth. I have my skin. My, my, Esau, my uh, brother, is hairy. Hairy. I did break it down after some time. So I want you to just sit and enjoy as we go through the whole thing, okay? Perhaps my father will feel me and he will, I shall seem to be a deceiver to him and I shall bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. But his mother said to him, your curse on me, my son. Only, listen to it, only obey my voice and go get for me. I'm, I'm dropping the talents. And he went and got and brought to his mother and his mother made savory food such as his father loved. Then Rebecca took the choice clothes of his elder son Esau and which were with her in the house and put it on whom? Jacob, her younger son. And she put the skins of the kids of the goats on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. And she gave the savory food and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. And he went to the father and said, My father? And he said, Here am I. Who are you, my son? And Jacob said to the father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done just as you have told me. Please arise, sit and eat of my game, that my soul may bless, that your soul may bless me. But Esau said to his son, how is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? And he said, because the Lord, your God, brought it to me. Hallelujah. Then Isaac said to Jacob, please come near, that I may feel you, my son, whether you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, and he felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. The voice is Jacob, but the hands are Esau. Hallelujah. I don't know whether you're getting this. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like the, his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. The first blessing. Blessing happened. And then he said, are you really my son Esau? He said, I am. I am. Then he said, bring. What? Bring near to me. Now he's taking bring what? Bring the game. Bring the game near to me. That I might eat of my son's game. So that my soul may bless you. So he brought near to him and he ate. And he brought him wine. So he brought him bread. 
and he brought him wine and he drank and his father is Isaac said to him come near now see he said two three times he's telling come near first time he said come near second time he comes near now he's saying third time come near watch it this is such a powerful parable come near to me and kiss me my son and he came near and kissed him and he smelled the smell of his clothing and he blessed him and he said surely the smell of my son is like the smell of a field which the Lord has blessed therefore may God give you of the dew of oh, the full blessing of Abraham is coming on Jacob hallelujah look at the blessing this is the blessing this is the blessing the, this blessing is so powerful that everybody knew it because Jacob knew it, Isaac knew it, Abraham knew it, everybody knew it because Laban knew it, everybody knew this blessing. This blessing is so powerful that it would give undeserved favor for the guy who had it. And this is the blessing. This is the point where undeserved favor just floods in. Which is like, I don't care what you are, but because you got this blessing, you prosper. You don't do anything, but blessing just flows into you. And the Bible says, Jesus died because of the blessing of Abraham shall come upon the Gentiles, like you and me. He died to get this blessing upon us. This is the blessing. Look at the blessing. May the Lord of God give you the dew of heaven, the Holy Spirit, and all his favor, and the fatness of the earth. That means the earth will become fruitful for you. Remember the curse of Adam? What the earth will now produce? Thorns. Right? It will not bear fruit. But the curse is reversed in Abrahamic blessing. He said, this blessing is coming. The fatness of the earth for the first time. Hallelujah. Watch this. And plenty of grain and wine. Remember last time we studied. Stop deserving. Last, how many of you have been there for the last Bible study? Stop deserving. Stop deserving. The fields that you have not planted. The wells that you have not dug. Stuff that you did not. Houses that you did not build. The houses that you did not fill. You're going to inherit. Right? Undeserved favor. The grain. Plenty of grain and wine. Is going to flood you. Let people serve you. Nations serve you. Nations bow down to you. Be master over your brethren. And let your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed is everyone who curses you. And blessed is those who bless you. Isn't this Abraham's blessing? This is the blessing. For the first time, the blessing is pronounced. This blessing had to be pronounced. Abraham gave it to Isaac. Now Isaac, for the first time, is now giving to Jacob. Hallelujah. Wow. So what is this all about? Is it a soap opera that is happening? Or is it something more than this? It's something more, brothers and sisters. This is the picture of what Isaac did by faith. The picture of what the father did for us. Where he took the blessing of the eldest son that he had and gave it to you. And who is the eldest son? Jesus, Jesus Christ. He had the birthright and he had the blessing. And he was the game. And father enjoyed his game. Father enjoyed his work. Father enjoyed his food. Father loved Esau. Isaac loved Esau. They just hang together. They just loved each other. Now let's look at it. This is very prophetic. This is so prophetic that all of gospel talks about Isaac and Esau's picture in a parable. And I will show you. It just opened up 
When I started, it was just opened up and you would be amazed how powerful it is. Are you excited to read it? Let's go. Let's go to, let's go to the first time when Isaac and Esau was born. Remember they are twins. Very interesting. They are twins. We are twins. There's prophetic significance in that. That we are just like Jesus. Adam was the first Adam and Jesus is called the second Adam. We are twins. They are twins. First and the second Adam. Adam was called Adam because Adam means red earth. Adam means red earth. The second Adam is red with the blood of redemption. Hallelujah. Fully red. Fully red. Ready to sacrifice his blood. Amen. And let's look at Esau. Let's go to Genesis chapter 25. Let's read this. Genesis chapter 25. Genesis chapter 25. Verse 24. And I won't go through the whole passage, but just go to the essential. So when Rebekah now, when her days were fulfilled for her to give birth, indeed, there were twins in her womb. And the first came out, red. Say red. red. He was like a hairy garment all over. This guy was full of hair. <laughs> His whole body was covered with hair. Completely hair. Completely full of hair. Completely covered with hair. Completely covered with hair. I want you to think about it. Completely covered. A baby completely covered with hair. Face and everything. Neck and not the face. Neck. All over his neck. Completely. All hands, legs, everything. Completely hair. And the guy was red. Completely red and I don't know what picture is that. Red and black. <laughs> so he was like, I don't know what he looked like. But he was complete. And he was hairy garment all over. So they called his name Esau, say Esau. 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 The word Esau means in Hebrew Esau. Esau. Say Esau. Esau. Means hairy. Also means, and we'll come to it later. I will leave that hiding. No, it says hairy. 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 And, and the other meaning is red. Red, red as in Edom. Red, but hairy primarily. The word Esau is red. So that's why the Bible says he is also called Edom. Edom means he's red. Esau is Edom. It's uh, written in Jeremiah, it's written in Isaiah. Edom is red. So he's Edom. Edom means red. So he had two names. He was Esau and he was also red. Edom, Edom was red and he's also Esau. Esau is hairy. He was hairy. So they called his name Esau. And afterward, his brother came out and his hand took hold. Now, what does Jacob do? His hand took hold of Esau's heel. And his name is called Jacob. Jacob means the one who takes the heel. Jacob means the one who takes the heel. So it became, it's also a slang in Hebrew. Means take the heel means the guy who goes in and stands in the place of the guy who's supposed to. Deserve it. Like the guy, like you, you are supposed to get the reward. Somebody else comes and takes, stands in your place and takes the reward. A surplanter. The guy who comes and stands instead. Right? 
So he came in holding the heel of Esau. But the word take the heel means I come and stand in his place and receive the blessing. So he came out doing that, holding the heel. Hallelujah. And he said, and so his name was Yaakov. Isaac was 16 years old when she bore them. Okay. Now listen to verse 27. So the boys grew. And Esau was a, look at what his qualities are. He's a skillful hunter, a man of the field. But Jacob was a mild man. And the, the Hebrew says, talem means peaceful man. Peaceful man. Means not a guy who would go out and work. He's a peaceful man. No, <laughs> sit in the house. <laughs> That's what he says. He's a mild man dwelling in tents. <laughs> He's a mild man dwelling in tents. So Jacob is a guy who wouldn't go out and work and he would just dwell in tents. The word talem for mild out there is also a word called peace, peace, peaceful. Okay, listen to this. The same word is also used for perfect. The same word is also used for blameless. And the same word is also used for guiltless. Wow. Wow. He was a talem man. Means a peaceful, blameless, perfect, and guiltless man. The same Hebrew word is used in the Bible Jacob, for Jacob. Jacob. He's a mild man. Character is peaceful, perfect, mild, smooth, no work, completely at rest. And dwells where? Intense. Characteristic. Very important characteristic. So Esau, what does Esau do? He's a man who's skillful. He's a hunter. He's out on the field. Correct? Hallelujah. Now let's go back to Genesis chapter 27. I want you to I want you to go to the book of uh, Romans chapter 9. Now let's now understand this parable. It's a parable. It's it's a picture of Jesus and it is hidden, but it is revealed. It's mixed, right? So let's look at Romans chapter 9. Let's go to Romans chapter 9. Romans chapter 9. chapter 9 verses 9 to 13 and I'm going to read that right okay let's read it for this is the word of promise at that time I will come and Sarah shall have a son and not only this now he's referring to the time of Esau and Jacob and not only this but when Rebecca also was conceived by one man say one man, one man. even our father Isaac for the children had not yet been born, nor having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him who calls. It was said to her, the older shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I have loved, but Esau I have hated. What he's saying is God, 
even before these children are born, had decided that it is not my works that they're going to be blessed. It's because I have decided in my calling, right? So he decided even before they were born that the blessing of the firstborn will come upon on the second, on Jacob. That So that, read verse 11, so that the purpose of God according to election might stand, say not of works. Not of works. Say not of works. Not because of what you did, you will get this blessing. You will get this blessing because I have decided and I will call. Right? So God decided earlier enough the method of being blessed in this covenant is not because of your works, it is because of my calling. Right? So whose blessing he is giving to whom? In this passage, let's go to Genesis chapter 27. He is saying, So how did Jacob get this blessing from Isaac? What did he do? What did he do? He listened to Rebekah. Very interesting. He listened to Rebekah. Okay? We'll talk about Rebekah later. It's powerful. Rebekah is powerful. You'll love what, when we, uh, what the scripture talks about the picture of Rebekah. But here, see, what did he do? Number one. What did Rebekah tell her? Go now. First, Rebekah told us, my son, obey my voice according to what I command. Go now to the flock and bring from me two choice kids of the goat and I will make savory food from them from your father such as he loves. And remember, we studied all this. And then finally, he took this game and he went and brought it to his mother and his mother made savory food as his father loved. Then Rebekah took the choice clothes and did this. Guess what all is happening out there? So tell me, can you start putting in picture what all the things that he did? Number one, what did he do? He obeyed. Yeah, obeyed means he did something, right? He listened to Rebecca's voice, correct? Number one. Number two, what did he do? He he go he went out to the flock. Whose flock was this? The father's flock. Was it his flock? It is his father's flock. So he goes to his father's flock, gets what? Two, two kids of goats from there and brings it to his mother. And his mother makes food out of it, right? Sacrifices it, right? So it's a beautiful picture of what he does was he brings, the, the, what the father in heaven is saying is, if you want my blessing, don't come to me with your works. Don't come to me with your game. Bring my son's game. Remember in the, in the picture of two goats is the sin offering in the Bible. Every time the Bible mentions of a sin offering, he says, bring kids or goats for my burnt offering. God wants his son as the game. He wants his sacrifice, number one. So he says, first get the goats. Rabbika cannot get the goat for Isaac. Let me ask you a question. Why can't Rabbika get the goat? It's in the house. It's in the flock. But the Bible is very clear. Rebecca says, that is your responsibility. You need to accept Jesus as your sacrifice. You need to receive it. God cannot force it and give it to you. Cannot make you do it. You have to decide. That's why he kept saying, obey my voice. Of all the things that Jacob did in this picture, what was the only thing that he did? That is <laughs> obeyed, but what aspect of obey? He went and brought the goats. What else did he do? 
he gave it to Rebecca, okay, but he took the goats, right? In terms of work, what did he do? Did he do any work apart from that? He just took it, said took it. Took it, said took it. Took it. Your, your responsibility in receiving the blessing of the covenant of Jesus Christ is what? Take it. Take it. Take it. So he says, go and take the sacrifice. It's there. It's whose flock? Father's flock. Not even your flock. It's a father's flock. Why? Because the father himself has provided. Hallelujah. It's the father himself. When Abraham sacrificed and when Isaac, remember Isaac? Same Isaac when he was young, he asked his father, where is the lamb? And what did Abraham say? My father himself. The word himself is there, right? My father himself shall provide. Hallelujah. And Rebecca is saying, the father himself has provided. Go take it. Go take it. So he takes the two lamb. So we got the first aspect. He brings the sacrifice. Hallelujah. He brings it up. Gives it to Rebecca. Rebecca makes the food. Because the sacrifice is done. Right? Why? Oh, so far. Let me tell you the picture. I, I can't wait till I tell you about Rebecca. But I as well as tell you. Rebecca is the Holy Spirit. Rebecca is the Holy Spirit. Rebecca is the Holy Spirit. She says, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't, you don't have to work all that. You just go and get Jesus. I will do all the work. I will send him to the cross. I will be with him. I will encourage him. I will tell him to sacrifice. I will do all the work. Hallelujah. It's like the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. It's all working. It's Isaac, Rebecca and Esau working for the sake of Jacob. So powerful. It's like Rebecca saying, Rebecca, Rebecca said, don't worry, you just do go. So as Jacob came, he's like, oh, hold it. It's your house. Why can't you go and get the lamb, right? Holy Spirit said, that's one thing I can't do, right? You need to take it. I cannot push it. That's why the Bible says the Holy Spirit is very gentle. He can't, please, 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 Prasad, please, please, call, call Father God, Father. rushing. He's not like him walking. He's like, I can come to Jacob. Jesus came rushing and filled up because he was, he had no authority to fill Jacob up because the blessing was not available. But when Jesus paid the price, when Esau went and got the game, right? When he, Esau is the one who did all the work. He's the hunter. He did the work. The Bible says, when Jesus says, I and my, oh, this is so powerful. When Pharisees said, why, remember when Jesus healed the blind man, he made the clay and spit it on a Sabbath and anointed the thing. Why was he doing this, making the clay? And we always wondered, why did he on that day, of all the miracles, why is he spitting on the clay and making? Why? Because it was a Sabbath and God wanted to show it. On that day, my son and I are working for redemption. To intentionally tell the Pharisees that that day, I am the Esau. I am the one who is hunting. I am the one who is making. I am Esau. You know the word Esau? Esau. Esau. Is means what? You know? In Hebrew? 
it means having but it also means doing his doing his doing his work it's powerful did you know that iso means work iso means doing okay you don't believe this right you don't believe it right i got printouts for you <laughs> because i know i know i know but i'm telling you it's this is so powerful i want you to see this i want you to see how important god uh regards the work of jesus christ say the work of jesus christ the esau of jesus christ the esau esau of jesus christ okay the word esau means to work esau means work has been done to you it's a passive like i did uh i gave and you would say it was given to me got it so iso means passive form of did got it so i did active sense iso means something was done to me say done to me that is his doings say his doings his doings for me his do is work for me iso means done to me that means i don't have to do it it was done for me say done for me okay now you want to see iso right the first time god in genesis chapter 2 i want you to see this this was verse Okay. Okay, read this. Okay. And the Bible says in Genesis chapter 2 verse 2 and you can read that in the Bible. Okay. And this I have translated it from Hebrew, okay? And end and the whole verse is Genesis chapter 2 verse 2 and ended God on the day that is he rested on the seventh day. Can you read it in your Bible? Can you read it in your Bible? Genesis 2 verse 2. And I want you to read it. And on the seventh day God So what did he do? He rested on the seventh day from all the work which he has made. And how many times it is mentioned that he is rested from his work that he has made? Two times, right? Why, why would he? Why would he write two times? Why did he write two times? We understand that he rested, but he is writing two. Why is it? It's very important for God to know that he has rested. He has rested from the work that he has done. Now read it in Hebrew. You have it in Hebrew, right? Vaikel Elohim Bayomim Hasebet Melakto Aser Asa 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 is the same word Esau means what he has made his work Esau. You see Esau there? Same word. Same word. This is the same word for Esau. Vayasibot that he rested. Bayakum Hasebet Mikai, Melakto, his work, Aser, Aso. Again, Esau, Aso. The same word. This is the same word. That means God rested from His work. God rested from His work. Who rested from work? God. In whose work? In the work of Jesus Christ. The Bible, because Jesus said, right, Me and my Father are working. Until one chapter, John chapter seventeen, for the first time, when Jesus is praying to the Father God, He says, "I have 
finished the work that you have given me. For the first time, he said, I have finished. That means still, this is a picture of the Bible. That's why see, the Lamb of God was slain from the foundation of the world. So when God had finished creating the heavens and the earth, he had also finished sacrificing his Lamb. Finished on the seventh day. So in the seventh day, we are supposed to only now rest. There is no provision for you and me, brothers and sisters, for you to Esau anymore. So you cannot come to God with your work. You cannot come to God now with Yaakov. You have to now come to God with Esau. His work, his doings. Anytime now you have to come to God, the Father, you cannot come to God with smooth skin. You cannot come to God with your game. You cannot come to God smelling like you. You have to come to God smelling like his son, Jesus Christ. You have to speak what his name is. In the name, we say in the name of Jesus. In the, it's like a power of eternity. When you say, when you say, Joe, go, go to that bakery and say, in my name, go and buy stuff. So when you go to the bakery, what do you say? I am Joe. No. You say, I am coming in the name of my... So you say, for them, it's as good as you are me. When I sign a power of attorney and give it to you, when you when you have property in India and you want to buy and sell, you cannot go there. So you sign a... I did. We sent a power of attorney, sign, stamp, like that. So anybody uses that paper can go saying that that is my name, isn't it? So for them, they don't care. It... For them it is you. So when you come to the Lord Jesus, to the Father God, to receive your blessing, whatever is it, you cannot come to God with your name. You cannot come to God smelling like you. you cannot come to God with your works. You have to come saying it's His doings. Esau, His doings. Yeshua's work, Yeshua's work, Yeshua's work, Yeshua's work. Now listen to this. This is so powerful. So he said, so Jacob said to Rebekah, he said, look, Esau, my brother, is hairy. That means he is full of work. I am smooth skin. I have no work. Hairy means the same thing. Same the word. Esau means work. He's full. He is full of accomplishments. I am smooth skin. I have nothing. Great. That is nice. That's a good qualification. When you come to God, you say, I, on my own, have nothing. Right? So what did... Uh, Perhaps my father will feel me and I shall seem to be a deceiver to him and I shall bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. Wow, that is a blessed part, right? The father now does feel you. You know what? The father does feel you when you come close to him. He does smell you. But guess what? He smells and feels whom? He feels Yeshua. Why? Because he, you have put on his garments of righteousness. Garments of salvation and his robes of righteousness. Did Rebecca do the same thing? Look at this. He said, but his mother said to him, let your curse on me. Guess what? The Godhead is telling, the curse that is supposed to come because of your deceiving will come on me. Did God take your curse? Yes. yes. Who became curse? Jesus. Jesus said he became a curse for you. So that now you can justly receive Esau's blessing. You can receive without feeling threatened. So when you come into the presence of the Father right now, don't feel threatened. Oh, is he, see, is he seeing my skin? See, that's the 
James says, he who draws near, same verse, right? Draw near to Isaac. He who draws near, let him come boldly, not doubting. Right? Don't come and think, am I Jacob? Am I Esau? Am I Jacob? Don't! You don't. You are smooth skin. You have nothing. Go with Esau's skin on. Go with Yeshua's skin on. Go with his works. He's so powerful. Esau means his doings. Go with, any time you expose your skin, who feels condemned? You feel condemned. You feel condemned. You feel condemned. You feel condemned. There's so much stuff. You have to rush. Let you, okay. And then he went. So he became, let the curse be on me. That means the curse is on the Godhead. That curse God has taken. You're the, when you say that I am righteous in Christ Jesus, the, the, the curse was taken, paid up. So he's, you're not deceiving the father again. Isaac had to be blinded for him to give the blessing. But our father in heaven right now with open eyes blesses you. Because he has a justly able to do that. He doesn't have to secretly do it, right? He's not doing wink, wink, you know? I have to give the blessing of Jesus onto you because I love you. Can't do that. He with open eyes, he can see it. That's why because he sees the blood of Jesus. He sees it completely. With open eyes, he blesses you. Isaac had to be blinded to bless. But our Father in heaven, his eyes are open towards you to bless you. Hallelujah. Do you believe that your Father's eyes are open towards you to bless you? Hallelujah. You have total boldness. Let's watch this. And then Rebecca took and he went and got them and brought it. His mother made savory food as his father loved. Made the food that the father loved. The Bible says the Holy Spirit knows, searches the hearts and knows the mind of God. The Holy Spirit knows the mind of God. Rebecca knows what the father wants. Father likes. So obey the Holy Spirit. That's why the Holy Spirit has been given to you. Dwells with you. The Rebecca knows Isaac. Rebecca knows Isaac. Rebecca knows what food he likes. So let the Holy Spirit guide you in your daily walk. And you will never go wrong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's look at it. And then Rebecca took the choice clothes. Oh, the choice clothes. Say the choice clothes. These are the garments of righteousness. Do you want to read where it is? Isaiah chapter 61. Go read it. Let's read Isaiah chapter 61. Isaiah chapter 61. This is to be memorized. Isaiah chapter 61 should be memorized for us. Every time the enemy comes with saying that you are guilty, you are sad, you are bad, you are evil, you, you cheated, you lied, you did this. This is what you say. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 10. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of Righteousness. Hallelujah. He's covered me with the robe of righteousness. So Rebecca is now clothing him with the robe of righteousness. And she put on the skins of the kids. And what is the robe that he puts on? He puts on the clothes of Esau. That means the, his son's clothes. So we were given the garments of righteousness, not your garments, right? It's Jesus' righteousness. So when the father sees you right now, he sees you clothed. 
That's why in the parable when Jesus said about the man who went to the wedding garment with his own garments, and the, 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 uh, that was a very harsh punishment for a, fashion, for a fashion accident. I mean, the Bible says, take out the man and throw him into outer darkness. Just because of a fashion accident? Seriously? You throw him into outer darkness? Why? Because it's more serious than that. Because you're coming in your righteousness. You're going to be get killed. See, the tree of life was surrounded by cherubims. Nobody could handle it. A sinful man, unless the hand came of Jesus and plucked. And in Christ Jesus, we can receive of this tree of life. Amen? That is the arm that God is looking for. So God is always, remember in last time's Bible study, he said the arm of the Lord. God is looking for feeling your arms. Every time you come to God, God is feeling whose arms are these. He, don't come with your arms. Arms means the strength of a man. Don't come with your arms. He wants to feel the arms of Jesus Christ. Rest in it. Rest in it. Look at this next one. He put on, on, the, on, on Jacob, his younger son. And he put on the skin of the kids of the goats on his hand and on the smooth part of the neck. Why? Because on the hand, the garments could not cover. On which hand? Which hand? Which hand the garments could not cover? The garments would cover up till here, correct? So which hand is he talking about? Up till here. The palms. Where you work. What you work. This part. He, she covers it. And what else she covers? She covers your neck. Why? Because these are the hands. Your work is represented by your hands. When you come to God. Jesus Christ. When you come to God. He wants to see the works of Jesus Christ. He wants to see the works of Jesus Christ. And he wants to see your neck. That means your head. Completely. Of head of salvation. Helmet of salvation. That is Jesus. Yeshua. Helmet of salvation. Helmet of Yeshua. That means you are covered. Why? Why is he covering it with the kid's skin? That means he says cover it with the blood sacrifice. See this, this kid was just freshly slaughtered. Isn't it? They just made the food. And what, what, is, he, what is she covering him with? What is he covering him with? With freshly skinned goats, skin. What do you think that is full of? No, inside? Blood. It is fresh blood. Because you remember it just happened quickly. They just cut fresh two young lambs. And you are completely covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Your neck is covered and your hands are covered. Completely covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Your redemption. Completely covered. There is no aspect of you that is not fully covered. Completely covered. Completely covered. So God does. He's, Isaac cannot see. He, uh, Jacob. Everything about him is Esau. Everything about him is Esau. Same as how in, our, in Christ Jesus. That's why the Bible says walk in the spirit. When the Bible says walk in the spirit. It's really saying. Walk in my son Jesus Christ. Just like Jacob came to Esau, Isaac as Esau. Come like that. Don't come in your flesh. Flesh means what? Coming as Jacob. Don't come in your flesh. That means don't come saying that you are who you are. Don't come like that. Come in the spirit. That means come in Jesus. Come in Jesus. Just repeat after me. Walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. Means come in Jesus. Walk in the flesh. 
means say coming in my flesh. Means in my flesh means with my works, with my uh, credentials, with my prayers, with my fastings, with my studies, with my uh, givings, with my tithes. Stings! Those, those things, don't come to God saying, I deserve this, I deserve that. Come to God saying, Lord, in your son, Jesus Christ, I come. Hallelujah. Then your prayers are acceptable. Your fastings are acceptable. Your givings are acceptable. Because everything is, this is the game of my son, Esau. Hallelujah. Are you excited? Let's read this. And then he gave the savory food and the bread which he had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. So he went to his father and said, My father. And he said, Here am I. Who are you, my son? And Jacob said to father, Father, I am Esau, your firstborn. What is important now? What is important? What is the next thing that Jacob has to do? What is the next thing that Jacob has to do? The first thing he had to do, he was supposed to take the land. Correct? Everything else the Holy Spirit did. Second, he already, blessing is given, right? But he took, second, look at the order. What is the next thing that he did? He went to the father, okay? Third, what did he do next? He went to his father and said, say said. Said, what did he say? My father, my father, calling God of heaven, my father. Amen? Read further. And he said, who are you, my son? Jacob said to the, his father, I am Esau. You have to say it. Everything in your body says, I cannot say I am Esau. I am Jacob. But that of all the things that was difficult, which is the most difficult? Of all the things that a believer finds it difficult, is to say what? That I am the righteousness of Jesus Christ. It's tough. It's very tough. It's very tough. You have to say it. With the heart, one believes. With your heart, one believes to righteousness. With your mouth, confession is made unto. Hey, hold it. How is it? With your heart, With your heart. Let's read that. Romans. Did you find the verse? Romans 10 9. Okay. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen? So you have to confess. You have to confess. You have to confess it. That's where the victory is. You have to say, Jacob had to say that I am Esau, your firstborn. Did he say your firstborn? Yes, he said it. He said that I am receiving the righteousness of your firstborn son. Right? I am. You have to say it. Everything in your body says, no, you cannot say it. The accuser of the brother. How can you say that? You're lying. You're lying. You're lying. You're lying. You're lying. You cannot say that. You just committed such a big sin. You did this. You did not bless that person. You did this. The accuser of the brother is waiting. He's watching. He's constantly telling you, don't say that. Don't say that. But you have to say it. 
Why? Because who is telling you to say it? Rebecca is telling you, tell it. Tell it. I'm telling you, why? The Holy Spirit cries out, saying, Abba, Father. Means, you are my father. I am your son. I am your son. I am your son. He's constantly telling Okay, keep reading. Then Isaac and said, and look at this. I have just, and look at what he says. Look at what he says. This is so powerful. I have done just as you told. So when you come to God, you not only have to say that you have the righteousness of God, but you need to believe that. You have to say, you have to believe that you are as good as Jesus. That everything that Jesus did, you did. Because God has accounted the righteousness of Jesus onto you. So he says, I have done it, Lord. I am perfect and blameless. I have committed no sin. Because I am the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Wow. He says, I have done what you have asked, told me. Because Jesus has given to you as a gift this blessing. He has done what? So everything that God, Jesus did, God now considers that you have done. What did? Not the dying on the cross. That was paid by Jesus. It means all the good things. See, the blessing of righteousness is the blessing for good things. Not for the evil. Correct? So Jesus took our penalty for our evil. That he took our part. But he gave to us the reward for all his obedience. Say reward. For all his obedience. Say his obedience. So every time the enemy comes and tells you, you don't deserve this, you should say, but Jesus obeyed. Say Jesus obeyed. That means Esau obeyed. I mean, Esau worked hard. Esau has a good opinion about you. So I have a good opinion. You see, it looks deceiving, but this is the deal. You have to receive it. You have to believe that what blessing or the obedience that comes because of Jesus is now yours. That's why this, oh, this is, this is, have you ever heard this was Every thought that exalts itself, that uh, against you, that you shall, con that you shall, casting down every imagination and bringing down every thought that exalts itself to the obedience of Christ. Not to the obedience, uh, to Christ's obedience, to the obedience of Christ. That means every thought that comes in your mind saying that you are not, you don't deserve it, you have to bring it to the obedience of Christ. But Christ is obedient, therefore I deserve this. You see how the thought, this is the thought, not like, oh, I'm feeling lustful. Now, in the name of Jesus, that thought, be obedient to Jesus Christ. What has God, Jesus got to do with your lustful thoughts? I mean, he has nothing to do with your lustful thoughts. But, if a thought comes to say, no, because I have sinned, I cannot deserve this, you can now bring it to the obedience of Jesus Christ. See? But Jesus is obedient, he's perfect, he's never lusted, therefore I, I deserve this. <laughs> Hallelujah! I have done what you have told me to do! Hallelujah! Are you ready to receive an abundance? Do you want the blessing of Abraham or do you want to work all your life? Do you want plenty of grain and plenty of wine and the abundance happening? This is available, ladies and gentlemen. This is the blessing. Jesus died. Jesus just died for us to go to heaven. We would have been out of here the moment we accepted Jesus Christ. The Bible says he died so that the blessing of Abraham shall come upon the Gentiles. For the ones who are not his children, who will be called his children. The ones who are not his firstborn are now called co-heirs with his firstborn. Hallelujah. Now let's read this further. He said, I have done just as you told me. Please arise and look at the next verse. No, 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 no. What is before you eat? 
प्लीज अराइज सेट द फादर सेट्स बिकॉज ऑफ द फिनिश्ड वर्क ऑफ इज सन जीसस क्राइस्ट फादर सेट्स द बाइबल सेज हेवन इज माई थ्रोन अर्थ इज माई फूड स्टोर वेर इज द प्लेस ऑफ माई रेस्ट सो गॉड से I don't I don't have a place of rest that means I cannot sit when did the father god sit when jesus sat down after finish the work and purging our sins once for all that is when the father and the son sat down that is when he rested that is when on the seventh day he rested that is the he rested in the finished work of his son jesus christ in eyes esau sat down because esau had finished his work is done right the game has been cut the sacrifice has been made now he is supposed to eat that is why the bible says when uh, jesus said when the disciples came to the samaritan woman after the samaritan woman had finished speaking and he they brought food for her remember and he said i i am not hungry i have i had food i had food that you are not aware of so how is how does the father god's food is father god's food is the finished work of jesus christ whenever that is exemplified that's food for him so here look at it so when esau sat in the finished work of his son that is the food every time you declare his finished work in your life it's food for the father god that's how you enjoy it every time you take from him believing in the finished work of jesus christ he gets food he i had food because today joseph not took a lot from me you got it that is he's depending he's he's enjoying the finished work of jesus christ so when you take communion the father god is having food why because you are enjoying the finished work of jesus christ isn't that is the reason why oh you love it did you read the whole passage where towards the end jacob brings wine for isaac first he brings bread until the end he brings wine did he take the wine did he eat the bread when you take communion the father god receives it hallelujah it's food for him his for food is the finished work of jesus christ so you eat with him eat food in his presence eat that's why the bible says when the father the lost son came home remember the eldest son was outside grumbling and working hard on his own works the the younger son receives this blessing unconditionally correct and he, and the bible says they ate and drank with the father so who is eating the father who is dancing the father also the bible says the father and the son so the father and the son is eating and dancing why because the younger son now believes in the finished work he's not coming with his efforts because he could not come with his efforts right He was smooth-skinned, isn't it? He he spent his whole livelihood with uh, harlots. He he had no works. He had nothing when he came. So what did the first thing that the father do when he came? Put the robe on. Put the robe on. He wants to smell. He wants to smell. <laughs> he wants to smell. Then he hugged him. Look at what Esau, Esau, uh, Isaac does. Okay. Then Esau. Um, then he said, "Arise, sit, and eat of my game, that your soul may bless you." when god is satisfied in the finished work of jesus christ he keeps blessing you the more you take of him the more he blesses you don't keep hungry oh the i want to work so hard i have to pray so hard you don't receive the more easily you get from jesus christ 
the more blessing he wants to bless you with. Because he, he said, wow, oh, this guy is there glorifying my son Jesus Christ. I'm going to bless him some more. I'm going to bless him some more. Unconditional favor starts coming around you. You have to just change your mindset, right? Change your mindset. I expect favor because now I'm not going as Jacob. I'm going as Esau. I'm going as Jesus Christ. Amen? Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Then, then Isaac said to his son, How is it that you found it so quickly, my son? <laughs> this is so powerful. So when, 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 when God sees you coming with, to him boldly, the first thought is, how are you doing it so quickly? How is it so quick? Why? Because in Christ Jesus, it is easy. Because it is not quick for Jesus, but it is quick for you. Right? It is not hard for, it is hard for Jesus. But it is easy for you. That's why many say, oh, it's so easy. Huh? Just believe and you receive. Huh? Just confess and you receive. Huh? Yes, it's easy for me. Isn't that what the word says? How, how is it that you brought this so quickly? How is it that you prospered so fast? How is it that you got this house? How did you pay off your house so fast? Nobody does this. How did you get, how did your children do so well? How, when? Everybody else struggles so much. How is it? How is it so quickly? What will be your reply be? Look at Jacob. Because my Lord, the Lord your God brought it to me. The Lord does it. He brought his son. His son paid the price. His son gave the blessing. He gave it. Right? Do you want to walk in that? How is it happening so quickly? Why? Even Esau, now Esau is, uh, sorry, Isaac is talking as a human being. The Father God will never say this. Father God will never say, how did you bring it so quickly? Because the Father God wants you to bring it quickly. Right? Today is the day of salvation. Now, don't wait. Come now. Bring it now, quickly. Holy Spirit, how quick, how quickly did the Holy Spirit make the sacrifice? How quickly did it make it prepared? How quickly he, she dressed him up? Wow, fast, right? Anybody who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How fast? Quickly. Game, garments, blood and all. Quickly. Game, garments, blood and all. Quickly. All you have to say is Jesus. And the whole package comes to you. Hallelujah. Fast in the Holy Spirit. But if you have to work it out, oh, you have to spend years. You have to go hunt. You have to go this. And there is no guarantee that your father will smell it. He'll say, ah, this game, mm, this is not good. Ah, You're boasting in that, right? What did Jacob have to boast in this whole effort? Nothing. Nothing. Game, the sacrifice is the father's. The flock is from the father's. The clothes are his brother's. Only thing he had to come home with to the father was with what? With words. That's why the Bible says in Hosea, return to me. How do, the, in the Bible, Israel says, how do we return? He says, take words with you and return. Just come saying Esau. <laughs> That's so great. Just come saying, I am the righteousness of Jesus Christ. I, I receive Jesus. I receive your son. I come as Jesus. That's what he comes to come. Come to him as Jesus, the firstborn. Don't come to him as the servant of Jesus. You know, some people are like, I am just a servant of Jesus. Okay, okay, that is fine. But I'm saying is come to him as co-heirs, as a brother, because he is no longer, the Bible says, Jesus says to the disciples, I no longer call you my servants. I call you my friends, friends. And then he calls him, he's not ashamed to be called his brother. The Bible says, we are his brother. Amen. Keep looking for them. Then Jesus said, then he said, because the Lord your God has brought you to me. For the first, then, Look at the first draw near. 
Then Isaac said to Jacob, after he confessed that he is this, what did, what did Isaac say to Jacob? Please come near. See, without Jesus, you cannot come near. Therefore, in Hebrew, you go and read Hebrew. You, go, you can Google. You Google how many times the Bible says, draw near, draw near, draw near. Let us now boldly draw near to God, to the throne of grace. Let us draw near. Why? Because in Christ Jesus, for the first time, you can draw near. He couldn't do it unless you had confessed and you came in the name of Jesus Christ. You couldn't. For the first time, Jacob says, what does he say? Please, wow, please come here. Don't, don't worry about your mistakes. Don't worry about your failures. Come here. That I may feel you, my son, whether you are my son Esau or not. So when God asks, when you draw near to God, what is God looking for? What is God looking for? He can just feel Jesus on you. He's not looking for what you did. So don't come to God guilty, right? Cleanse yourself of a guilty conscience by the blood of Jesus Christ. Is what Hebrews says. Draw near and cleanse yourself of a guilty conscience. That's a guilt. Don't come to him. Father is not looking for things against you. That, that, that is over. It's done away with. He's now looking for to smell Jesus on you. Ah, just come to Jesus. So, so anytime you have your quiet time. So now don't be afraid of this quiet time business, right? Oh, I have to spend time with God. Just come, cool, relax. In your underwear, your bunion, who cares? Father smells only Jesus. Just cool, just enjoy fellowship with him. Talk to him, say whatever you want with God the Father. Because the Father says, please come near me. Because I want to smell Jesus. Your fellowship with God is going to be so more left. I have to be in a powerful very important poise, the right atmosphere, the right worship music. Not necessary. Just enjoy the fellowship of the Father. Just come to Him. The Father smells you. Very good. So, I may feel you, my son, whether you're really my son, Esau or not. So, Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, and he felt him. And the voice, and look at this, the voice is Jacob's. But the hands are the hands of Esau. You see, your confession does not change. Your confession doesn't change in the new uh, believer. You still have to use the words of Jacob. You still have to say it. I can do it. God can do everything. But he still wants to hear the words of Jacob. The words are Jacob's. But the hands are Jesus. Hallelujah. I can feel the chill in my hands. The power of your words of your confession. God covets the words. The words of Esau from the mouth of Jacob. So the father is saying the words are, the voice is Jacob, but the hands are Esau. So what? I love it. God has no problems with it. He wants it. Out of your mouth, speak. That's why you said in your sharing time, and he said, I create the worlds with my words. Yes, God wants you to use your words now. Use your words. Because now you are in Christ Jesus. That's why the word in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. Paul kept saying that, right? Of all the gospels, Paul kept talking about in Christ, in Christ. Why? Esau, 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 Esau. Is that in the skin of Esau, in the blood of Esau, in the name of Esau. Just be there. Don't, don't get out. Don't even pretend that you are you. Just pretend you. In the best part is in Christ Jesus, you don't have to pretend. Hallelujah. 
We are, but many times we believers like, we sneak out of Jesus, we want to get sneak out of Jesus and come with smooth skin. God loves the hairy skin of Jesus. God just loves it. He calls him his name only, Harry. <laughs> the name is of which Harry means works. God loves Jesus' works. Don't try to compete with his works. Don't try to compete with your works. Just love it. So come with his words. It looked like a lie. That's why many people say, how can you say that? How can you say that? Confess like that. You're lying. Yes. So was Jacob. But now I'm not called lie. I'm called I'm called blameless. Oh, Talem. I'm called Talem. I'm peaceful and dwelling in tents. I don't even have to go out. I dwell in the tents. I dwell in the tents. Tents is the body of Jesus Christ. Tabernacle. Isn't it? I dwell in the temple, right? I dwell in his temple. I dwell in tents and I'm mild-mannered. I'm peaceful. I'm at restful. Esau is working outside. I am resting inside. Which is exactly what God wants you to do. Sit! Don't get up. When the second chapter of Genesis, he finished creation, he said, sit. He revealed Esau's name in the second chapter of Genesis. He said, Esau. And give me a print out of that. Take it home. Esau. Rested from. That's why at the Mount of Exodus, uh, in Exodus, in the, at the Mount of Sinai, when God said, okay, I have a deal for you. Do, should I carry you just like I did? All the people I brought you out of Egypt, all like I did, I did, I did, I brought you out, I bore you, I, 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 I. So do we have a deal? I can continue to do this. So Israel said the same word they used. Oh. Do you want to see this? I don't know whether I have that verse. Oh, I got this verse. I have only two. So you have to share. Okay, here. This one. Look at what, look at what, uh, look at what, uh, look at what uh, Israel said to God. These are the words that Israel said to God. Exodus 19. We will do, right? We will do, right? You know which word is there for do? Esau. Esau. Do you want to see it? And answer all the people together and say, all that has spoken the Lord, we will na asa. That means we will asa. We will not only asa, we will. <laughs> Israel is like one step further. He's saying we will not only do. We will not only will do, we will, we will, will do. Nasa. Nasa means we will positively, surely do. Say word. Asa. Who finished assigning? Jesus. God. God and Jesus had finished assigning. And here is Israel saying, no, we will asa. So there Israel is coming as Jacob. And suddenly God says, I have to give you the Ten Commandments just to prove it to you that you cannot keep my works. So, years and years and years, till until Jesus on the Mount of uh, Beatitudes, his first sermon on the Mount, finally he, he really broke it down and told you, blessed are you. And then he says, 
you think I've come to destroy the law, I came to fulfill it. If you are coming, you think you are not committed adultery, but if you have looked at a woman with lust, you are committed adultery. He really, finally, for the first time, God finally destroyed all their pretensions of work. Finally, Jesus came and exalted the glory of the law. Exalted it. So glorious that nobody could now say, we will do it. So every time the rich man came and said, what must I do? He should sell all. All sell all. Why? Why sell all? Why? Because you cannot even keep the first commandment. You shall have no other gods before me. But he just, he just finished telling Jesus that I kept all the laws since my youth. So Jesus said, okay, I love you, but let's try this. Let's try the first test. Let, let's start with the first commandment. Let's not go into the tenth. You kept all, right? Let's start with the first. Sell all and give it to the poor. He just double there. <laughs> so Jesus just exalted the law. But you come as a Samaritan woman. You have no, you, I have seven, seven husbands. Jesus did not throw the law at her because she came as she came in the righteousness of his son Jesus Christ. Right? She didn't come boasting in all what she did. Did she come boasting? She, in fact, she did what Jacob did. Jesus told the Samaritan woman, if you knew who is asking you for a drink, you would ask him. So, she took instead of giving. So, Jacob took. The Samaritan woman took. Did not boast in what he did. Okay, are you excited? There's so much stuff. This is so heavy. I, mean, we won't, I don't think we can ever finish it completely. There's so much revelation here. But the, the voice is Jacob's voice. But the hands are the hands of Esau. So every time, remember, if your prayer request is not answered, is the only reason is because you are going with your hands, not with the hands of Jesus Christ. Just remember that. You are boasting in what you did. Put your hands back. Cover it under the blood of Jesus. Back again, the lambskin. Come back. Come back with lambskin. Don't come with your hands. Don't come boasting. I deserve this. I deserve that. Ah, that's boasting. That's hands. Hands sneaking out. Those are hands. I have, I have spent so many years, you know, you know, in every, every year, husbands, wives, you know, sometimes we get impatient with husbands and wives, right? We get impatient with each other. So how many years have I lived with you? Hands coming out. <laughs> hey, depend on Jesus' hands, right? How many times? Hands. These hands are sneaky hands. They try to come out all kinds of places. Don't let the hands come up. Trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Amen? 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 It's, it takes humility, right? It takes humility for Jacob to say that I am your son. It does. Actually, it doesn't. <laughs> because he's glorifying in the finished, in Esau's all complete accomplishment. But sometimes there is also about himself, right? There's that, it really should not be, why should it take humility to receive the righteousness of Jesus Christ if you knew how bad you are? But the problem is, many times we think we are if only we knew how smooth-skinned we are. <laughs> but I do have four hairs. <laughs> I do. Maybe I can pull it off this time. No, just don't, don't, don't even try. You know, don't even try with Esau, with Isaac. Don't even try with his father. With his father, bring lots of hair. The only way you can bring a lot of hair is coming in Jesus' skin. Come in Jesus' skin. Hallelujah. Okay, there you go. So he blessed him. So he blessed him. Right? The blessing came. 
He did not recognize him because, okay, then uh, Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, and he felt him. And he said, the voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like, he did not recognize him. God does not now recognize your sin. He does not recognize you. See, every time you say, I condemned this, I killed this, I did that, I murdered, I did this. God does not recognize that. He has forgotten it. He has put away your sins as far as east is from the west. It's done. Don't ever bring your past to God. It has been removed. You may remember your past, but God doesn't. I will remember their iniquity no more. He doesn't remember. So he says, I, he doesn't recognize him. Recognize who? He doesn't remember, recognize Jacob. So what does he see? Because his hands were hairy like his brother's Esau's hands. So he blessed him. See, so why does blessing delay? When it is smooth, when your hands are of somebody else's hands sneaking out. Let your hands be the hands of Jesus, right? Let it be boast in his accomplishment, boast in his work. Come to him like that and see the blessings flow. He blessed him. He blessed him. He blessed him. Immediately the blessing came. This is the first blessing. Then he said, then again, verse 24. Then he, then he said, are you really my son Esau? He said what? Again, I am. I am. That means your confession is ongoing. Because the accuser will keep coming to say, are you really the son of God? Did he come to Jesus saying that? He, if he did not spare Jesus, do you think he's going to spare you? Every time you did some mess up or you did something or you did not this, you did that, did that, he's going to come back. Ah, there's an expectation of judgment in your life. Why is there condemnation in people's life? Because there's an expectation of judgment, right? Because they felt that they missed their, they didn't live up to the demands of their father or their mother or their wife or their husband or eventually God. So there is a constant expectation of judgment. Like when you do some mistake at your workplace, you, do you feel condemned? then you have an expectation of something bad happening, correct? But relax, even when you make screw up at workplace, enjoy the blessing. Keep confessing with your mouth, I am Esau's, I am Jesus' righteousness. Keep confessing, don't change, don't change your confession. Oh, many believers are like, one blessing comes, they're very happy. And they're depending on the confession of that first to carry throughout their life. Cannot! Every day your confession still should be, I am the righteousness of Jesus Christ. So did he confess again? Yes, yes. Are you really my son Jesus? He said what? I am. I am. And then he said, bring it near to me. Bring what? Game. Why? Why is he feeling that he's not, again, he's doubting. He's saying, ah, I'm not so sure. So the father wants to be reminded again what? Reminded of the, the game of Esau. Game. Bring me the game. Remember the game? So he wants to come. So first he came in his name. Second he wants to come in his game. So the name of Jesus and the finished work of Jesus is the two important things. Isn't it? Isn't it? So Jacob needed two things to receive the blessing. First, the name of Esau. And second, the, the game of Esau. Say the name, the name and the game. Remember that throughout your life as a believer. The name and the game. The name and the game. The name and the game. Every time you want to re remain in a perpetual season of blessing. Oh no, a lot of preachers say you go through seasons of dryness and seasons of wetness and see, you know, you don't know no season out here. 
This is not like the sea Egypt we studied last time. It's not like the vegetable garden of Egypt. Unless you work hard, it will not be irrigated. This is the eyes of the Lord are upon this land throughout the year. And it feeds of the rain of heaven. He's talking about our inheritance in Christ Jesus. There is no dry season in this rain. Why? The only time it is there is because either you have don't, you don't, you're not coming with his name or you're not coming with his game. So uh, uh, Isaac says, bring it near to me that I may eat of my son's gift. God loves to eat of the finished work of Jesus Christ. Finished work. Eat of his game. So that my soul may bless you. Eat his game, but bless you. He loves it. That's the deal he likes it. God promised God. Remember the message once we did. God promised God that you will be blessed. So God the Father blesses God the Son, saying that your descendants will be blessed. Guess what? Who, is, who are his descendants? We. He blesses us. Okay. So my soul, so he brought it near to him and he ate. And he brought him wine. See, communion. He's having communion there. See, when you bring the finished work of Jesus, communion, remembering doing communion is doing the finished work of Jesus Christ. Easiest. I mean, if you have any doubt about it, this is it. When, when Isaac said, bring me the game, what did Jacob bring? What did, what did he bring? The bread and the wine. Say, repeat after. When Isaac said to Jacob, bring me the game, what did Jacob bring? Say, bread and the wine. What is bread and the wine? The communion. So every time you do communion, you are bringing the bread and the wine. You're bringing the finish, the game for the Father God. And you will receive a blessing. You will receive a blessing. Amen? Amen? And he ate it. And his father, Isaac, said to him, come near me. How many times? Which is, this is the second, third time. Come near and kiss me. See how there's more intimate setting? He says, come near me. Why? Come near me. Come closer. Come closer. You are in Christ Jesus. You can be as close, as close, as close can be. Amen. Come near me. And kiss me, my son. And he came near and kissed him. And he smelled the smell of his clothing. And blessed him. Wow. And the blessing of Abraham flows. Let me tell you this. When he kissed Jacob, what did he feel? When he came near, he felt his hands. But when he kissed him, what did he feel? He felt the skin on the back of his neck. Do you remember Rebecca had put skin on the back of his neck? Because that is also covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. That is nothing exposed. Even in your closest approach with God, you are fully covered. And you don't have to feel guilty. Even when you are as close. Remember the, in the old covenant, when people would, could draw near, they would not go as near. The high priest would go once a year. And finally, when he went in the once a year, very afraid to go near the ark. Now, the father says, come as close, as close can be. Because even there, I can feel the blood of Jesus Christ. When you hug in the... <laughs> It's not the Western kiss. I can't kiss. I can really kiss you. It's like, it's not like, no. It's like kissing. Really, like this, like this. Near neck, this full neck. 
completely covered, completely covered with the this full thing is covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. So even in your closest experience, you don't have to feel guilty. Right? You don't have to be afraid. So he says, draw. How close? How close can you go to God the Father right now? To the neck. To the neck and beyond. Hallelujah. To the neck. Can you go as close as to kiss God the Father? Yes. Why? Because even on my neck is the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Isn't this good? I mean, how close? How? Even my wife doesn't allow me to get that close, right? I mean, she can, I, she, I mean, there are, you know, I have to kind of understand, right? But mostly, mostly yes. But, you know, sometimes, you know, when you're angry, it's like, okay, it's okay, it's okay, okay. She thinks that every time, you know, I want to be intimate, you know, it's like, but with Father God, you can be as close as close can be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God doesn't, oh, what do you want from me now? You know, when you, when you hug your wife, you say, what do you want? Relax, okay? God has no problems. He loves you. Come and kiss me. Right? Come near me. Why? All you could do because he's smelling what? What does he smell? Let's read it. He smelled the smell of his clothing. He kissed him and smelled the smell of his clothing. Clothing, salvation and righteousness. And he blessed him saying, Surely the smell of my son is like the smell of a field. My son which the Lord has blessed. Therefore, look at this therefore. We are in this therefore. Our portion is this therefore. Therefore, may God give you the dew of heaven. We received it. The Holy Spirit. The dew of heaven. Of the fatness of the earth. We receive, we receive all the prosperity in this world. Job, you will receive it, man. You will receive it. You just renew your mind. In this level, God is going to get you to places that you never thought you deserved it. Because it is never about you right now. You're walking in the skin of Jesus Christ. He's going to get you. You many times you said, I really don't deserve it. I have no, I don't think that company can take me. Get rid of that mindset. Get rid of that mindset. God is saying, I'm going to bless you with the fatness of the earth. And plenty of grain and wine. Is there lack in your households? Are you living from paycheck to paycheck? Ah, that is not the blessing of Abraham. Because there are sneaky hands coming in. There is a feeling that you are boasting in your works. No. Right now you walk in the blessing of Abraham. In the blessing of Jesus Christ. You will be blessed with the plenty of grain and wine. And let people serve you. And everybody who curses you will be cursed. And everybody who blesses you will be blessed. Hallelujah. 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 Now I want you to go to this. I want you to go to John chapter 17. Let's see what Jesus did. John chapter 17. John chapter 17. Verse 6. First thing that Jesus did. Now this is after he has to look at. This passage is so powerful. This talks about Esau and Jacob's and Isaac's story. John chapter 7. But this is at the end of Jesus' ministry and Jesus is praying to the Father. Look at this intimate setting. Look at the words. Look at the words. You will be so blessed. And Jesus spoke these words and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may also glorify you. You have given him authority over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. That means the father has given the son the authority to give his blessing to anybody. Like Esau complained after the blessing went. Remember? I didn't go through the story because there's a lot of story. Because even in that blessing of Esau there is a story. Esau hated his blessing. But Jesus did not hate the cup 
that the father gave him. So powerful. Esau hated it, you know, because his blessing went to Jacob. And he said, you will be, you will be away from the riches of the earth. And you will live by your sword. And you, when you are, when you are, when you become, when you are, when you, when you have your dominion, you will break off his yoke from his neck. He hated that blessing. But Jesus took that blessing. Jesus took that blessing. He took a curse. He went away from the fatness of the earth for our sake. He went away from the dew of the earth for our sake. He separated himself from the Father. And he, he, the Bible says towards the end, Jesus said, he told the disciples, take two swords at the end of his very ministry. He said, so that the prophecy will be fulfilled, that he will be numbered with the transgressors. Because the curse came upon him because he had the sword. He took that curse of being to live by the sword. It's so powerful. Everything he's trying to fulfill. The curse, the blessing of, and then he says, but when, when, you, when you have your dominion, the Bible says to Esau, you will break off the yoke. And the Bible says, when Jesus has his dominion, Jesus will break off the yoke of his neck. Because right now he's carrying our yoke. Hallelujah. He's hallelujah. That's why Jesus said, take my yoke upon me. When you take his yoke, he gives, you give him your yoke. Because he's not without a yoke. He's with a yoke, but he's with your yoke. He's taken your yoke, but he's going to break it. Hallelujah. The day is coming. That yoke is completely be broken, but right now he's carrying your yoke. Are you carrying your yoke and its burden? That is because you are carrying your own yoke. Remember? That's powerful. But Esau hated it because Esau was just a man. Even Esau had to walk in the skin of the father God's son. Hallelujah. Because God was using him as a type. But at the same time, even Esau, God calls, in, uh, he, in the Holy Spirit calls him a fornicator. Because he rejected, he boasted in his self-work. There's like many, many people. They don't want to receive the work. He boasted in what he did. Because later on he came back with his game. But guess what? Isaac had already eaten his game. So whose game is he coming with? His own. Because even Esau had to eat of the game of his father's flock. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it really, it's not about Esau in that sense. It's about Jesus. Amen. So you got, he got rejected. And what? guess what that happened? And we don't have time to go. Root of bitterness happened. When root of bitterness happened, he became a fornicator. Many times, there's, why there is lust and adultery problems in our life? Is many times you root down, not in our life, people who go through that, is because there's a root of bitterness. Why there's root of bitterness? Because you despised the portion that you got that you think that God put it on your life. That you've not been treated fairly. I'm not respected by my husband. I'm not respected by my wife. There's bitterness in your life, right? Because you were coming with your own works and trying to boast in that to receive a blessing. You have to get rid of that skin. Because you don't, you boast in your works, guess what? You don't receive a blessing. Because you don't receive a blessing, you become bitter against God. You become bitter against the blessing that you uh, think you have. you got a bad portion. Because you got bitter, you, got, you go and marry a Canaanite woman. Because you marry a Canaanite woman, you are not uh, satisfied. Now you become a fornicator. You become more separated. You see the problem that happens? See the root is because you are walking in your works. But the enemy will not come and tell you that. He will come and tell you that you are wicked. He doesn't tell you that you are trying to walk in your own righteousness. He doesn't come and tell you. He doesn't tell you that you... He never comes and tells you, you are trying to walk in your own righteousness. He never tells you that. He tells you, you are not good enough. But God knows the problem. The problem is, you are walking in your own skin. 
You are walking with your own game. The way to get rid of bitterness is to rest in Christ Jesus' finished work. Take communion. Rest in the finished work. Give up. Give up. Give up. Give up. Confess his name. Oh, let's look at it. John, John chapter 7. He said, Our has come. Glorify your son. That your son may also glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh, he will give eternal life to as many as you did. Because now this, this is not like Esau. Jesus is not Esau. It's though he's a type. He is a glorified son. He's a son who is working with the father on your sin. He says, I will give this blessing for everybody. Right? And this is eternal life. That they may know you. See? They, not that they may know themselves. All the world's religions, all the world's philosophy says, know thyself. Right? Know yourself. Know how good you are. Meditate. Meditate. Breathe. Breathe in. Breathe in. Meditate on your thoughts. Think about what your thoughts are. Think. Think. Stop it. For the first time he says that they may know you. And they may know the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. They may know Isaac and they may know the name of his son, eldest son. That's it. That they may know the father and they may know the eldest son. Know the name of the eldest son is the story of the gospel throughout eternity. Know the father and know the eldest son's name. That's it. Okay, look at this. And Jesus, now this is Jesus speaking, right? This is as if Esau speaking to Isaac in his fellowship. Almost like that. But you know, glorified. I have glorified you. That means I have, I have glorified means I have exalted your name. That means I have, I have, I have created a good opinion about you on the earth. See, remember before Jesus came, God had a very bad opinion. The Israelites felt that God had uh, brought them out of Egypt to destroy them in the wilderness. They always murmur. They are always afraid of God. God had a very bad re reputation. You know, almost all the religions, God has a bad reputation, isn't it? Their picture of God is as if fear-based. But only when Jesus came, he brought, he told them that God is not that. God is your father. For the first time. God is not out to judge you. God is to love you. I did not come to judge when, when he said, uh, bring down fire. He said, I didn't come to judge. I came to save. God changed. Jesus changed the opinion of God on the earth for the first time. If it were not for Jesus, we had such corrupted views of God all over the world, isn't it? Even among Christians, there is such a corrupted view of God. Right? If they are not word-based. For the Middle Ages, all the time, the Catholic Church, the Protestant Church, all went through dark ages of all bad opinion about God. Bad opinion about God. Right? Okay. I glorified you on the work. Look at what he said. Verse 4. The game. Say the game. Okay. I have finished the work. How did they, Isaac told uh, Jacob, how did you finish the work so fast? Jesus says, I have finished the work. Who? I. I finished the work that you have given me. Did uh, God the Father send, uh, send the son to do a work? He did. Bring me the game. Did he not send? How did it start the chapter? Isaac calling Esau and saying, I want to bless. Therefore, go and do a work. So God the Father called Jesus and told him, I want to bless your seed. I want to bless you. I want to bless your seed. In you, I will bless all the nations of the world, right? That's how he said. I want to bless you. Go now and get me, do, get me the game. Isn't this the game story? 
I have finished the work. Okay, look at this. Glorify me. And then he says, now he says, now Father, glorify me. That means now I finished the work, right? Glorify me with the glory which I had before the world began. Because this is no ordinary Esau. This is God himself. This is God himself. God the Father with God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. Right? This is God himself. I want to be back. I finished the work. I brought your game. Now, can I just chill out with you? God, Jesus loves to hang out with Jesus, Father God. And Father God loves to hang out with Jesus. That's the story of eternity. Even before we were created, they were in communion and in fellowship. Many times people say, God created man to have fellowship. Mm, wrong. God was already in perfect fellowship with each other. They had a great time. God created man in manifestation of his love. Not because he lacked any fellowship. He had no problems in fellowship. He's like, cool. Right? We, we three, we are, we are we're perfect. Perfect. They're perfect. They're perfect. I'll tell you why they're perfect. Everything is a reason. There's reason. Okay. And now glorify me. And then say, look at verse 6. So first he did the game. Second, what did he do? I have manifested your name. Didn't Esau give the name to Jacob? He said, give me, give, the, give them the name. Let them come in my name now. I manifested your name. Whom you have given me into the world. They are yours. You have kept them and they have kept your word. So second, first he finished, he gave them the game. Second, he gave them the name. Right? Third. Verse 8. Now, now they, they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. Which is very clear. Because even the lamb, the, the blessing, everything was the father gods. Right? Everything. Everything. The sacrifice, the, everything was from the father's flock. Verse 8. For, look at what else he gives. Verse 8. For I have given them. Wow. Didn't I, Jacob had to come with words? So he, he also gave them what words to come with, right? So he tells believers to come with the words. What words? What words? What words? Annie, what words? I have given them the words which you have given me and they have received it. See? Their, what was their responsibility? To receive. to receive it and say it. Rebecca could give the words to Jacob. But Jacob had to receive it. Jacob had to take it, make it his own, right? And say it. And what were the words that Rebecca gave Jacob? I am Esau. I am the eldest son. And when you come, the Father God, Jesus has told, that's why Jesus towards the end, he said, no longer will I pray. You pray to the Father in my name. That means, come to God saying that I am Jesus. In my name. You see that? Go to Father God in my name. That means go to God, saying that I am Jesus. When you say in my name, it means I am Jesus. Attorney, power of attorney, go in my name. Go in my name. No, who is legally giving us the authority to say that we are Jesus? Jesus. Jesus is telling, go in my name. Yeah, I know it sounds a little, how oh, can I say I am Jesus? But really, that's what Father God looks at you. He sees that you are Jesus. He sees no other name. That is why he said we are in him. Our, our body are members of him. He is the head and we are this body. Okay. So head of the body of Jesus Christ is the church. Amen. Who is the head of the body of Jesus Christ? No. Jesus is the head. Jesus is the head. The body of Jesus Christ is the church. 
Who is the head of the body of Jesus Christ? Jesus. Jesus. The Bible is very clear. The head is Jesus. The rest of the body is the church. Correct? So, this is unhealthy. What is this? One second. This is deep, right? This is unhealthy. You're confusing us now. This is unhealthy. This head. When I point to my head, who is this? What is this? No. What is this? This is unhealthy. Hey, come here. Who is this hey? Jacob received the words. What I given them the words, they have received it. And they have received it. And they know surely that I pray for them. I do not pray for them. Let's go down further, all the way down. Okay. All mine are yours. And yours are mine. Okay, let's keep looking down. I'm no longer in the world. Okay, I did not pray. Okay, let's look at it. Verse 20. I do not pray for them alone, but for those also who will believe in me through their word, all they, they may be one as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they may be one in us. Look at that verse. That they may be one in us. That means Jacob is going in the skin of Esau. That he is one in, in the skin. That when you go to Father God, you go as one. Why? Look at the verse. That the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you have given me, I have given them. That means the good opinion that the Father has of Jesus, the Father now has of you. This is, good. This is powerful. God has the same good opinion that God has of the Father, Jesus, the Son. He has the same opinion of you. Now this, you, I mean, this, is, this, this needs renewing of your mind. To believe that God thinks of you the same way, glory. Glory means good opinion. Of you. Look at this. This is not my words. All the glory which you gave me, I have given them. All the glory. How much glory, Joe? All. All. Not just little glory. All the glory. Do you think God, Jesus is glorified in heaven? How much glorified? How much glorified? How, lots. Fully glorified. Right? He's holy. He said, all that glory I have given you. Why? Because you are not going as anybody else. You are going as Jesus. I have given them and that they may be one just as we are one. I in them, you in me, that they may be, look at the word, what, what is the word he says? They, they may be made perfect. perfect. Who was perfect and blameless? 
in what we just studied. Jacob. Remember Jacob was Talim. Talim means perfect, blameless, guiltless, peaceful. He, he was peaceful. That means God has given us that authority. That's why every time in the resurrected body of Jesus Christ, he, when he appeared, he always told the disciples, the first thing he said was peace. That means you're perfect now. You're perfect in Christ Jesus. See, you cannot now sin in, the, in a technical sense. I know you, you do mistakes, that, uh, but God doesn't account it to you now. He doesn't account it to you as sin. Because he doesn't see, remember he doesn't see J Jacob anymore. He only sees Jesus. Because he sees you perfect. Not my words. That they may be perfect in one. Who? Who's the, who is saying this? Jesus is saying the Father that we are perfect. Not my words. Jesus' words. Jesus is saying, now when you talk to each other and say you are not perfect, you are not perfect, you are lying. Because in God's eyes you are perfect. You are perfect. You are perfect. I, I look at verse there. And... and and the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Oh, wow. I don't have time to go too much, but verse 26. Oh, righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known them and I have known them. And look at, he closes again with the verse 26. There are two things that I have done for them. What are the two things? I have declared to them your name. Which name? The name of Jesus, Yeshua. Just like, how did Jacob receive the blessing? He received it with the name of Esau. Correct? And second, I, and I will declare, and I will declare it. That means he will declare it. I will declare that the love with which you loved me may in them, in them. That means he says, now the same blessing that I would bless my eldest son with, I am going to bless the father has of you. That means the same love, same love. Look at this. Look how did uh, 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 Isaac uh, bless uh, Jacob? He said, I smell my son. I smell him. Right? I love him. I love him and therefore I'm going to bless you. So God, the Holy Spirit's job right now is constantly to declare, to declare. I want you to go to Romans chapter 8 and we'll close with this. We're running to very close but you will love this. When you want to see Rebecca, how many of you want to see Rebecca here? Look at Rebecca. Rebecca here in verse 20, uh, chapter 8, Romans chapter 8. Wow. I'm going to pick up a few verses and we'll just quickly close. Okay. Uh, Romans chapter 8 verses 3. And I want you to go back and read Romans chapter 8 with his understanding of the work of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Okay? The work of the Holy Spirit. The work of Rebecca. Very powerful. When I saw this, I almost jumped. I'm like, my Lord, this is too much. This is like verbatim what you did in the Genesis. So look at it. What the law could not do, what Jacob could not do on his own, right? On his own work. What the law could not do, that it was weak through the flesh. That means his, his skin was smooth. He couldn't do that. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. So God, Jesus took on the skin of Jacob. So that Jacob can take on the skin of Jesus. So, he sent his son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemns sin in the flesh. That the righteous requirement of the law will be fulfilled in us. That means, you receive the blessing of walking in the skin of Jesus Christ. His righteous requirement is fulfilled in us because he took our skin. There was an exchange that happened. Remember? 
that exchange happened. The blessing of Esau came on Jacob and the curse of Jacob went on Esau. And Esau, Jesus, the elder son, took the curse. Hallelujah. And look at what's this. For, but this is only fulfilled for those who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. There it explains what walking in the spirit and walking in the flesh is. Walking in the spirit is when you take on Jesus' credentials and walk boldly in it without shame. And walking in your flesh means walking with your own efforts. Got it? Got it? Okay. I'm going to skip. I'm going to skip. Now. Now verse 10. Now if Christ is in you. Now if you are in Christ. If Christ is in you and you are in Christ. Which is the same thing. The body is dead because of sin. That means your, your skin does not matter now. You, you are, your, your skin is smooth. You have not done all your good works. You have not been perfect. Doesn't matter. It's dead. It's dead. Because God is not counting it. Because God does not see your skin now. He doesn't see your flesh. Did it see it? He doesn't see it. He's dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. Hallelujah. Because now he sees the righteousness of Jesus Christ on you. Completely. But in the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead. No, just let's keep jumping. Now, look at verse this. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. See, Rebecca. Do you see Rebecca? He's telling Jacob, don't fear. Uh, verse uh, 15. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. Why? Now, Jacob doesn't have to fear Isaac. See, Isaac never loved Jacob. See, that is the underlining story of this whole Genesis chapter. Jacob, Isaac never loved Jacob. You know why Isaac did not love Jacob? Why? The guy was lazy. He would not work. And he just wouldn't do what the father pleased. Who pleased him well? Esau. Esau did the good work. He did. He hunted. He was skillful. He did all that the father did. He was obedient to the father. But Isaac would tell Jacob, Jacob wouldn't do anything. He was mild, peaceful, not doing anything. So Father God did not like uh, Jacob. But not the Father, not sorry, not Father God. Isaac did not love Jacob, but not the Father God. See, in the Father God story, the Father God is in cahoots with his eldest son, like a deal, right? I don't love them, you love them. But I want you to go like this. Right? What does he say? That, but, 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 but remember, Isaac, uh, sorry, uh, Jacob is very afraid to come in the presence of father. Why? Remember what he said? How can I just go to his father? What if he finds that I am a deceiver? Remember, see that? How do you go? To, see, that's what the accuser of the brethren says. What does he come and say? Don't go to the father. You are a deceiver. You really don't deserve this. You don't deserve a big house. You don't deserve this. You are a means every time you go to God and say that I want this, I want this, you are a deceiver. You are, look at your life. You are such a hypocrite. Ah, that's a voice I have heard before. Right? That's a fearful voice of bondage. Again to fear. Because now you are in the skin of Jesus Christ. You do not have to fear. Hallelujah. What do you say? You say, these, you do not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption. Why adoption? Because... You are now considered as the son of Jesus, son of the father in Christ Jesus. By which you cry out, Abba, father. What did Rebecca tell Jacob? Cry. Say father. Remember he said, say father. And say I am Esau. Say father, say I am Esau. 
Say, say, say. And the spirit itself bear witness. Who was bearing witness with Jacob that you are doing the right thing? Every time Jacob was feeling, no, 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 no. Mom, are you sure this will work? <laughs> I mean, can you imagine when if the father finds out that I am Jacob? He said, don't worry. No, what if there is a curse? Don't worry, the curse is on me. See, sounds as familiar. The Holy Spirit is saying, don't worry. The curse is on us. The curse is on the son Jesus. You just go forward. Go, 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 go to the father. So the spirit constantly bears witness with our spirit that we are Esau. That we are the children of God. We are the children of this father. We are the eldest son of this father. Go, go, go. Go, go to the father and tell him. And I come boldly. Don't depend on your works. Don't depend on what the enemy tells you. You just go boldly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't this so good? Rebecca, do you see Rebecca here? Do you see Rebecca? The Holy Spirit? Okay. So if we children, what is the point? What is the point of this? What is the point of this? Why go to the father saying that you are Esau? What is the point? Verse 17. That if children, then yes, the blessing, the birthright, then yes. See, what is Rebecca after? Ah, uh, what is Rebecca after? What is Rebecca after? Rebecca wants all Jacob's, all Isaac's inheritance and uh, possessions to go to whom? To Jacob. What does the Holy Spirit want? All that belongs to the Father comes to us. Do you want to see where it is written? Okay. I want you to go to uh, John chapter 17. Let's go to John chapter 17 but a few verses before. I want you to see it because it's so powerful. It's so powerful. John chapter 16. Okay, Jesus is talking about the work of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to read this. When he comes, and you can read this whole thing. He's called the helper. In fact, Rebecca was the helper with Jacob, isn't it? He was like helping him around with everything, right? Yeah. Look at them. Look at the verse. He's called the helper. When he comes, he'll convict the word of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. See, he tells you that you are righteous. What, what does he say? Of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more. Why is the Holy Spirit here on the earth? The only reason the Holy Spirit is here on the earth is because you will constantly keep reverting back to Jacob. This is powerful. Write it down. The Holy Spirit is here on the earth because you have an inbuilt tendency to revert back to Jacob. When you sin, there is an inheriting tendency to go back and condemn yourself and hide from God like Adam did. You see that? See, God had already considered them righteous. That's why he clothed them later on. With the, remember even in the garden of Eden he clothed them? Whose clothes is he clothing them with? The lamb. lamb skin. Same. Isn't that the same picture? Sacrifice. Because the, Jesus was already sacrificed before the foundation of the world. Adam didn't have to run away from God. So who told Adam to run away? No, he himself. He feel condemned himself. Because the deceiver, see the deceiver never tells you to run away. The deceiver tells you you are so bad. You are such a hypocrite. How can you even get anything from God? And he put so much shame on you. And you run away and you hide. But God doesn't want you to hide. So the only reason the Holy Spirit was sent immediately is because the moment we are born again, we are prone to get back into the skin shed the skin of 
Jesus and go back to Jacob. And you will feel, what happened? Then again you will feel fearful. Of whom? Of Isaac. So the Holy Spirit, Rebecca is always there. Always there. Always there. The Holy Spirit is always there. Bear witness with your spirit that you are the Son of God. Hallelujah. Let's look at this. And the, uh, in John chapter 16, there is one thing. That, look at it. Verse 13. Look at verse 13. Now when the Spirit of truth, he calls him the Spirit of truth. I thought Rebecca just lied. Did Rebecca lie saying that he is Esau? But God doesn't say call it lie. God calls it the truth. Why? Because he's justified. In Esau's case, he was not justified, right? Yes, there was some deception going out there. But in God, Jesus Christ, God is justified. The Holy Spirit is justified because Jesus rightfully paid the price. You see, he fully paid the price. If somebody paid the price and you walk away with the TV from Walmart, you just walk in and take away the TV and go, nobody can stop you. Because somebody came before and paid the price. You're just taking delivery, taking delivery. Say taking delivery. Say taking delivery. In your believing life, all you have to do is take delivery. Take delivery. Don't keep on going to the cash counter to pay. This is like stupid thing. The most stupid thing you can do. Somebody paid for it. You have to go and take delivery. Every time you go to the delivery, you go into the cash counter to pay. I'm like, just shut up and just take the delivery. Don't create more work for the cashier. First of all, he cannot. He, he charges you. He has to remit it back to you, right? Because it's a it's a void transaction. So anytime you go to God and want to pay for your goods and services and shipping and handling, like we talked last time. You go to God and you want to pay for shipping and handling. You, don't, you can't pay for salvation, but you want to pay for shipping and handling for everything else. That's stupid. Don't do that. Okay, look at the verse. verse. He, when the spirit of truth has come, the Holy Spirit is a spirit of truth. When he says that you are the righteousness of Jesus Christ, he's telling you the truth. Say the truth. It doesn't matter how bad you feel or how evil you feel or how hypocrite you feel. It doesn't matter. He is telling you the truth. The Holy Spirit is called a spirit of truth. If the spirit... Holy Spirit says that you are the son of God, you are the daughter of God, you are the daughter of God. He knows better who, who, does, who knows Isaac more than anybody. Rebecca. Who knows Isaac more than anybody? Rebecca, isn't it? Right. Look at the verse name. He will, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own authority. Did Rebecca speak on her own authority? No. Rebecca could not bless. See? He's not talking on her right. She's saying, you go to the father. You go to in the son's name. He's not speaking on her. She's not even taking the authority of Esau. She, because the Holy Spirit will never take the authority. He does not speak. The Bible says, Holy Spirit will not speak on his authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. Who overheard? Rebecca overheard, right? What she heard, she will convey, speak. Exactly what Rebecca did. Remember what I said. Listen. Rebecca overheard what the father said to the son. The Holy Spirit comes and tells that to you as a believer. The father loves the son. Anil, father loves the son. You know what? Therefore he loves you. Go to the father now. You know what? What does the father know? So that, who is the best who can tell about the father? Rebecca. The Holy Spirit. Oh, that is why the Holy Spirit, that's why you get, you think that I got this picture of this thing suddenly when I was praying? No. I was just having a quiet time and suddenly this passage just opened up completely. The Holy Spirit just, why? Because God, the Holy Spirit will give you pictures of the, the Father and the Son when you are in Him. Because He loves to delight showing His Son everywhere.
Hallelujah. Let's look at this. He will not hear on his own authority which he will speak and he will tell you things to come. Look at things to come. He will tell you. Uh, John, uh, John chapter 16 verse 13. But he will not hear what he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He will tell you about things to come in your life. Good things. Good things that the Father has planned for you. He will tell you. Right? Look at this. He will glorify for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. That means he will take of what is Esau's and give it to you. <laughs> Isn't that fun? The Holy Spirit takes what belongs to Jesus and makes it your own. He takes the righteousness of Jesus and gives it to you. The blessing of Jesus, he gives it to you. He keeps on taking stuff. The garments of Jesus gives it to you. Right? The sacrifice, uh, the father's lambs, he takes it and gives it to you. He, the food, he prepares and gives it to you. He's constantly taking of what belongs to him, of Jesus, and gives it to you. Hallelujah. He does it, does it all the time. You all things that the father has are mine. Therefore, I say that he will take of mine and declare it to you. He takes off. The Holy Spirit will take of what is the Father's and gives it to you. You don't have to. You don't have to. Let's just let's just be at quiet and peace and let's not grieve the Holy Spirit. No, no. There's a, you see the mindset. We're so afraid. Holy Spirit is working for you, helping with you, making clear to you everything that belongs to the Father. Why? Not in fear, but in fellowship. Hey, Lord, this belongs to me. Yes. Anil, yes, it gives him great delight. Healing belongs to you. Why? Because it is the Father's. Right? This blessing belongs to you. Why? It's the Father's. All things are the Father's. And God, Rebecca took it, took all of the Isaac's stuff and gave it to Jacob. Okay, go back to Romans chapter 9. Romans chapter 8, right? We are still at that. For we are the, for we know. Okay, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. Who helped Jacob in his weakness? Rebecca. He was weak, right? He helped. He was weak. He did not have. He did not have accomplishment. But Rebecca helped. See, look at the Spirit. The Spirit also helps in our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray for. We do not know what we need to ask. For, for the Spirit himself make intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. See, whatever is Rebecca telling Jacob, is he telling, is she telling loudly around? Whispering, groaning, softly talking to Jacob. That's what the Holy Spirit does in you, constantly telling you what to pray. So when you pray in tongues, you are praying the words of the Holy Spirit. You are, when Jacob was speaking the words to Jake, uh, Isaac, He's speaking the words that Rebecca gave it, isn't it? Why? Because, look at, look at, you want to see this? This is so exciting. Why is this? For we do not know what we should pray for, we ought, but the, the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Look at verse 8. For he who searches the heart, he's talking about the Holy Spirit, knows what the mind of the Spirit is. That means he knows what the mind of God is. Mind of the Spirit is. For he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Remember when I, uh, Rebecca made the game of the savory food that the Isaac loved? The Holy Spirit knows the will of the Father. He knows the taste of the Father. He knows how, what is the good will of the Father. So he put the words in your mouth, gives you the food that she, she prepared and tells you go. That is praying in the spirit. 
So just open your mouth. That is why it's so important when the Holy Spirit came, they spoke in tongues. Why? They are now speaking with words. That the pleases the Father. Now when you think when you are speaking in tongues, you will be surprised what you are confessing. That you would never get yourself to confess. You don't even know. When you go to heaven, you say, seriously? Is that all what I was confessing? Wow! I don't think I had the guts to say all that. You don't know. You might be calling God, Daddy God. I love you, Daddy. You're my best friend. Who knows what all you're saying to Father in your spirit? Because the spirit gives you the words. Hallelujah. And you're seeing it. So pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Because he knows, he makes intercession according to the will of the Lord. And then verse 28. Look at, and this is the conclusion. Now, and we know that all things work together for the good, for those, to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Verse 29. See, did all things in Genesis work together for good? Yes. Hallelujah. Did it all work together for good? The whole process, the whole thing worked together for good? Did the blessing come? Yes. You wanna, do you want everything in your life to work together for good? Yes. Obey. Who? Holy the Holy Spirit. In what sense? In what sense? What to obey? What to obey? Live right, live holy, live good. No. What is Rebecca telling Jacob? Keep constantly stealing the name of Esau and steal the blessings of Esau. That's what you're doing. But in, in a legal sense now. Obey the Holy Spirit in not condemning yourself. Obey the Holy Spirit in believing that you are the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Obey the Holy Spirit in not, not, not going far away from Father, but drawing near in confidence. Obey the Holy Spirit in that sense. Not obey the Holy Spirit because I have to pray to it ten times a day. Or I have to... That's not... Huh? Obey the Holy Spirit in not condemning yourself, number one. Obey the Holy Spirit in calling Abba God, Abba Father, number one. Or drawing near, number one. That's what you obey first. And then he will, all things will work together for God. Because then he will work in your hands, right? Hallelujah. Let's read the further. Verse 29. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, so that he may be firstborn among many brethren. Oh, this is so great. The Bible says, the Holy Spirit who he called, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, so that he may be the firstborn, he the eldest among many brothers. So what did the Holy Spirit do? To who he called, he first made him conform to the image of his son. Hold it. Conform to the image of his son. Hold it. Conform to the image of his son. Hold it. Do you get it? What do you get it? What are you getting it? Jacob is life Right. Rebecca is working on Jacob. Why? To conform him to the image of Esau. Conform him to the image of Esau. Conform him to the image of Esau. That's whose job? Rebecca's job. Holy Spirit is called. He called. First he called. Then he starts conforming him to the image of his son. Why? Because when you are conformed, you receive the blessing. Hallelujah. And that he might be the firstborn of many brethren. That means... Jesus Christ is the eldest of all the brethren. So that, so that, look at verse 30. For those who predestined, he also called. Who he called, he justified. Who he justified, he glorified. So ultimately, when you are conformed to Jesus, you are glorified. 
Remember John chapter 17, Jesus talking to the Father, I glorified you because they received my words. They took, uh, they received my name. They, uh, they have received my work, right? And then they got glorified, right? That's the end point, right? Glorified means all that the glory that I have, the good opinion. Ultimately, what did, what preceded the blessing? What preceded the blessing? The good opinion. What did, how did uh, Isaac start the blessing? I smell my son. Right? He, he has such a good opinion about his son. Right? And then followed the blessing. Therefore, see, therefore, which came first? The blessing came first or the glorification came first? The glorification. First he smelled him, hugged him and said, you're so good. And then he said, what do you want? I mean, I just bless you with goods and grain and wine and houses and dune. But more than important, the first thing he said was, I just love you. Right? See, that, if, now look at this, look at this, keep reading. Now you know the context of these verses. Verse 31. It doesn't end. It just goes on. What shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? So when I, when I wrote this verse, I look at this. When I, what shall I say to these things? I put a big smiley face with a smirk on it. You know why? Because I'm saying this. This is like this is like this is like Jacob saying to looking at the whole thing and saying, "What should I say to this? This is totally unfair. I get. I am getting the blessing of Esau." What shall I say to these things? What things? The total undeserved favor of God instead of Jesus Christ. What shall I say to these things? Is it fair? Let me ask you, Annie. Is it fair? Yeah, is it fair? Is it fair? What do you think, Joe? Is it fair? Milo had this biggest problem with me whenever I had this passage, when I have tricked this passage. He said, just the all this elder brother, mother is always partial to the uh, younger son and there's a little bit of home dynamics going on around here, but you know, so she's like, it's always partial and I just don't like it. I don't know why God said this thing. For the first time I understood. Is it fair? Is it fair that what God did? It is fair, right? It's fair for, for Jacob it is not fair, but he doesn't care. It's not fair, but I don't care because I am the one receiving the blessing. Hallelujah. But God had a legal way. What shall we say to these things? What shall we say to the fact that you deserve Without you, you're working. Without you putting out your hand. With you dwelling in tents. How is it that you are getting all the benefits of Jesus? How is it fair that you are getting the blessing of the obedience of Jesus Christ? How is it fair? What shall we say to these things? Paul is asking. Read the next sentence. Read the next sentence. If he who did not spare his son, but delivered him up for us, how will he not freely give us? All things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If he is able to give his son, if he's saying, if he's given the name of his son, the skin of his son, that boy, everything, he had to take the curse, why he not give you the blessing? Everything else that comes after it. Hallelujah. You see the powerful? Isn't Romans 8, Rebecca? The whole passage is about what we are in Christ Jesus. So resist the temptation to get out of your skin. Resist the temptation to walk in your own righteousness. And there are so much stuff to do and I don't have, there are so much more verses. The Bible says in Hebrews, he is not ashamed to be called his brethren. In Psalms 22, verse 22, that's a messianic psalm. He says, I will declare your name to my brethren. Jesus saying, I will declare my name. Esau hated the fact that his name was used for a blessing. Jesus voluntarily went to the cross 
to give your name, his good name to you and take your bad name on the cross. Hallelujah. Esau despised his blessing. Jesus took the cup of suffering in the garden of Gethsemane and said, Lord, if it is I will, I will take this. He didn't turn back against me. It was his work that we are enjoying right now. And Father loves his work. Hallelujah. Father loves his work. Therefore, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22 says, draw, in Isaac, in, in that Genesis chapter 3 times he said, draw near, draw near. In Hebrews, I think three or four times, he says, let us draw near, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience. Every time you go, Hebrews says now, come near, come near. It's like Father God saying, let now draw near. Ha, let your hearts be sprinkled. Why? Remember the blood is still dripping. Your blood, your heart is being sprinkled from a guilty conscience by the blood of Jesus Christ as you draw near. Even in your closest drawing near, there's the blood that cleanses you continuously. What about uh, Anil, what about this sin that I just did? Blood is still fresh, still cleansing, still cleansing, still cleansing. What about the thought that I'm having right now? Still cleansing, still wet, still wet. How is it that you, are, you can do all this? Because the Lord has provided it for us. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The eyes of the Lord are open. Eyes of the Lord are open. I want you to close with Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. He's talking about the rest. This is the rest. 16. Let us therefore boldly come, boldly come, draw near to this throne of grace, undeserved favor. Grace is undeserved, that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And verse 11, let us therefore diligent to enter that rest, enter into the skin, enter into the finished work of Jesus Christ, lest anyone fall according to the same obedience, example of obedience. And then verse 13, and I'll close with that. There is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Let me ask you a question. How does that the Genesis chapter start? How did the Genesis chapter start? What is the first verse? No, sorry, not Genesis. The Genesis chapter 27, what are you studying? Do you have the marker there? Genesis chapter 27, verses 1. How does it start? Yes, stop it. How does the verse start? And it came to pass when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim that he could not see. Okay, go back to Hebrews chapter 4. What does it say? Verse 13. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Give account, right? Right. And verse 13. And therefore, he says, 
in, in Genesis it starts, Isaac's eyes were dim that he could not see, correct? In here he says, the eyes of the Lord are open and nothing is hidden from his sight and we have to give an account. And then he says in verse 16, therefore let us come boldly through the throne of grace. Hold it. Hold it. If his eyes are open, how can I come boldly? Let me ask you a question. If Isaac's eyes were open, could, he have, could, he, could Jacob would have come? But is the God's eyes open? But can we come? Yes, why? Because of Jesus Christ. Isaac had to be deceived to give the blessing. But the Father God is justified in claiming you righteous. Therefore you can come boldly. His eyes are open. Isn't that great? So you don't ever have to feel that I am I'm getting deceived and receiving the blessing. Your eyes are open. His eyes are open. With open eyes, he blesses you. With open eyes, he sees you. He knows that you are Job. But he still calls you Jesus. Right? He still calls you the son of God. Go hairs with Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the blessing. Are you ready to walk in it? And there's a lot of meat in this. There's a lot of meat. But I want you to go and marinate on it. Ultimately, remember... Don't come to him with your works. Don't come to him with your works. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's just pray. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Master. Father, we come before your throne of grace, O Lord. We worship you. We thank you. We bless you, Master. Father, thank you for your revelation of your son, Jesus Christ, O Lord. Thank you, Lord, for who you are in our lives, O Master. Thank you, Master Lord, we come before your throne of grace. Every area in our life, O oh Master, every area, O oh Lord, where we have been tempted to slip into the works of our hands, O oh Master. Every area, we come and surrender it, O oh Master, and say, Lord, we are the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Father, we cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus Christ. We walk in your name, O oh Lord. We speak your words, O oh Master. We are the righteousness of Jesus Christ, O oh Master. Oh Lord, therefore let your blessing overshadow us and overtake us, O oh Master. Lord, when the enemy and the accuser of the brethren come, the Bible says, when the accuser of the brethren come, they overcame him by the word of the Lamb, the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. We covered ourselves with the skin of Jesus Christ and the words of Jesus, O oh Master. We overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. The blood and the name, the blood and the name, the blood and the name, the name and his game, the finished work of Jesus Christ. We worship you, we thank you, we bless you. We bless you, Jesus, bless you. Get ready, we get ready for a great blessing. Get ready for undeserved blessing in your lives, in your households, in your households. Undeserved blessing is starting to flood. When you start realizing who you are in Christ Jesus, the righteousness of Jesus Christ, undeserved blessing is going to come upon you. Be conscious all the days.